0: Hello and welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast. Today we are reviewing the new Rapid Reinforcements two changes in Cardarada. There's a lot to unpack here, so let's get right to it. All right.
1: So, what was it like last week? We
0: just finished. A we podcast. just
1: finished a podcast where we were reviewing Rapid Reinforcements 2 and, you know,
0: talking about changes we would love to see. T- talking about changes <laughs> we would love to see,
1: but also like how the cards have been performing and, you know, what was more efficient and less efficient. Um, some cards got a little bit FAQ'd, like Draven, and then turned from an interesting card to completely dog shit mm-hmm. and useless. So, I was editing that like on Tuesday, and then all the changes dropped and completely ruined the context of that episode. So, as happy
0: as I was to see them,
1: as as happy as I was to see them, because man, like like the way Anakin was with all the salvo. Obviously, you see a card, and you're like, "Wow, this seems pretty strong," but you know, th- there's obviously going to be some counterplay, like boarding troopers. Or, you know, focus on squadrons. And it really felt like with Anakin that was just fucking not the case. And it was, in almost every scenario, just better to turn sideways and fly away and take the 6-5.
0: As you were mentioning. And man, I didn't
1: like that at all. So I'm glad to see changes. There were a lot more changes than I expected. I really only expected Anakin and Matchstick to change. Because those were the most egregious offenders. But we actually have a lot more than I
0: expected. A lot. Especially with the Star Destroyers. That's,
1: yeah. yeah. So um, let's start with the four uh, cards that got changed. Krista, Ramadi, Tranquility, and Watt Handborn. So let's start with Krista Agate. Her text didn't get changed. These are all just points changes, not errata. So Krista Agate went from 20 points Up to, to 25. 25? How do you feel about that? That seems fair. Okay. She she was way too good at 20 points.
0: Way too good. I can't disagree with you. I think it's just, it was so overshadowed by the Anakin situation that this just, it wasn't on my mind. And it was, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't there. So Um, like, well, this is a good change. When
1: you have such a significant offender like Anakin, Mastic it kind of clouds over other cards that have problems. And Krista has always been a problem ever since since she was released Mm -hmm. because she was 20 points. That's the cheapest a commander can be. At 20 points, her only competition was Dodonna for Rebels. Okay. So, Dadonna has an ability where when uh, your opponent is dealt a face-up damage card, obviously you draw four, and then you get to choose one. That's pretty good doesn't even come close to how good Krista is. After you deploy, you gain a non-scatter defense token. So she's extremely flexible. Put it on a ship you don't want to die or get attacked. And you can change it depending on the situation. All right, I've got my flagship. Uh, uh, After everything deploys, or after I deploy that ship, Mm -hmm. normally you're going to know before you start deploying what you need. If there's an auditor, I'll take an evade, thank you. It is very handy. If there are a lot of squadrons, maybe an evade helps you, maybe a redirect helps you more. So she's extremely flexible. And then her second ability, which is outrageously good. During your spend defense token step, if your speed is not zero, you may discard one defense token to resolve the effect of that defense token. You cannot resolve the effect of each type of defense token more than once per attack. Since you're discarding it, you're not spending it, which means if it's targeted by an accuracy you can discard it to then use its ability. It's like a um, electronic countermeasures with a little bit more of a cost because if they accuracy a green one, the only way for you to use it is to discard it, which is like double spending. That ability is so amazing. I kind of think she's still a little too cheap. I
0: was going to say, 5 points isn't that much of an increase, especially being at such a low of 20 already. Exactly. I think like 27. Okay is probably... Which was going to be my follow-up question. Where do you think? Probably 27, because... To be cheaper than Ramadi is very interesting.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, in my... From my perspective, it's like, you get the Commander, and then 7 for ECM, because ECM is so good. But, I mean, 25 is closer to... Now you have to think about other Commanders... Not just because she is the cheapest and most effective at that cost. Now you have to be like, oh, maybe maybe I don't have the points for this other upgrade card. Like Maybe I can't take um, like boosted comms or something. I can't take some other upgrade because I need to focus on keeping my flagship alive.
0: Which, if nothing else, is healthy for the game.
1: Yes, I agree. So, I think this is a fair change. I might have done it a little bit more, but also... She only works on a flagship. She's Mm -hmm. not a fleet-wide commander like a lot of commanders. It's just that one flagship. So I think maybe 25 is fair. You bring up a good point. This one's going to get a thumbs up for me. Yeah, this is a thumbs up for me. Now Ramadi.
0: One of my favorites.
1: Yeah, Ramadi is... He he got hit a bit hard, but... Eight points is a lot. Eight points is a lot. But once I start going over it, 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 it seems fair. Even though it is a huge increase, he was a go-to for me simply because of his cheap cost. Yeah, right. And the cheap cost commander is like, God, sometimes you take them and don't even consider what their ability is, just because you want those points for other upgrades.
0: Exactly, and from like a game health perspective, it's it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, you know, building up that choice for gameplay, mm-hmm. um, and and like their ability as opposed to just having more stuff on the table. Yeah.
1: So Ramadi is while a friendly ship is attacking a ship. The attack is obstructed by a ship or obstacle. The attacker does not remove a die, even if the attack is also obstructed by a card effect, and may add one red die to the attack pool. 28 points now.
0: I would still take it, but That's I'm thinking about
1: other guys. You so. would still take Ramadi. And Ramadi's benefit is vast, because not only are all of your ships no longer concerned about Asteroids, they're also not concerned about positioning for ships. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So you can put ships in front of arcs that you may want to attack from because not only do you not remove a die, which is incredible in its own right, you get to add a red dice, which, I mean, the Empire has amazing dice control. Mm -hmm. So adding a a red dice to your attack isn't that bad. It's not like Martuk, where you add a red dice and, I mean, really, link to turbo Laser Towers is, is all that they've got. They've got Shuma, but that's only for two non-consecutive rounds. So Ramadi being able to add a red dice is actually a fucking amazing benefit. And they have options like Onager, Simons, Architons, like really kitted out Architons, love Ramadi.
0: And now that we're getting the ability to add salvo to other ships in Empire, it becomes even better, because that's just more attacks you're getting to add this red die to. Well, you can't add dice to salvo attacks, but it keeps them from... Cut that. That was stupid. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Anyway. And Ramadi has been so prevalent in lists like, you know, onager lists and and really long-range based fleets that I think it's... He's in a more fair position, where now you just have to take less upgrades to, mm-hmm. to use his effect. I mean, not worrying about obstacles or ship positioning at all is amazing. And he's an amazing commander for it, but 20 points was way too fucking low. He was too too valuable at that cost that you either take him or Oswald and that's it. There's just no, no debate. I agree. Now you have a little bit of an option. Now it's like, ah... Maybe his ability isn't really how I like to play my this particular Empire Fleet. Maybe I'll just do like four more points and take Thrawn mm-hmm. instead and, and have that flexibility. So I, I really like this. This is another A-plus change. Thumbs up? Thumb, thumbs up. This is great. Tranquility.
0: Plus four points for Tranquility. Yeah, so it's,
1: it's up to seven now.
0: I'll go ahead and read the uh, text.
1: Yeah, It's it's got a
0: <laughs> paragraph and a half, so go ahead and read it. We deserve it. a break here. Yeah. <clears throat> While defending... After the spend defense token step, if you spent fewer than two defense tokens, you may move up to two shields from one of your whole zones to the defending hole zone. If you do, the number of shields in that zone cannot exceed a maximum of six. You cannot recover shields while any zone is greater than its maximum shield value. So Tranquility was at, what was it at? Three. Oh, three? It was at three, which is incredibly cheap it's, it's... for that cool of an ability. It's so
1: incredibly cheap, and it lets you use Luminara to her f- the fullest effect of the law, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Luminara is a cool commander, extremely defensive, but it also allows you to never use your redirect. You don't have to use your redirect for redirecting. Um, you can just rely on Tranquility. Two shields is enough mm-hmm. to to use redirect or to to not use redirect. And now you can take options like reactive gunnery. And so if they have an accuracy or if they have uh, dice modification tools like price, uh, like sensor team. They're having they to make those tough choices. They have to make those tough t- choices of, oh, well, I can effectively get two accuracies
0: each but shot. But I need a, a third
1: one to But you me. need a third one to get the brace because I want to lock down that salvo. I want to lock down the redirect because they have reactive gunnery. So but I don't I- want them using salvo at all. I don't want to get hit because that's fucking dangerous. You don't want to be taking more shots than you can have. So now they need to find a way to get a third accuracy, and once that third accuracy comes in, you're taking less damage to begin with. Um, They're going down a brace bracket, and then you're probably likely taking four or five damage. Let's say it's on the front hole zone. Tranquility will save you. And, And then you have to spend... If you spend zero defense tokens, that's still less than two. So you get to use Mm -hmm. Tranquility anyway, which is great. Tranquility is a great card. At seven points is where it should be. Three points was
0: just, like, offensively low. I think seven points is more in line with a lot of the other title cards that I see. Yeah, it's Um, in line with how fucking powerful it is of, like, hey, I I can just,
1: hey, do nothing, and it's doing it for me. It's just move the shields around. It doesn't matter. It's essentially like... uh, it doesn't work like advanced projectors, but it, the end goal is the same. Tranquility is saying, you have to deplete all of the shields on all of my hull zones before you can start doing ship damage. And that is hugely valuable. It, it's, it's huge. It's way good. Seven points is amazing. And let's get to... Oh, this, this hurts me to look at. tembor. So, tell en- me a little bit Engineering about this. Command... Spend up to two shields from any of your hull zones or any one hull zone on another friendly ship at distance one to five to gain twice that many additional engineering points. Nine
0: points. So, you play this faction, Watt. Yeah. Uh, Compared to a lot of the other officers, how do you feel about this point change? Where does it stand? Watt
1: is still an A-tier card. Okay. He's not, like, double S-tier like he was at five points. But, god damn, his his ability is so good. He's such a, a bully in the officer slot. You have to do so much like lateral thinking for your fleet construction to choose not to take Wat Tambor mm-hmm. because he's so amazing. Like, if you have a single hard cell in your list, Wat Tambor should also be in there because they have two shields on the rear. And how often is the rear of the hard cell getting shot? Fucking never. Because if they can shoot the rear, they can shoot the side. And the opponent will always pick the side. So you always have the option of using Wat Tambor. And taking two shields and getting four engineering points is awesome. And uh, and you fucking combined with an engineering token on a Munificent that's... Uh, let's do the math. Ten engineering points. That's a lot. And so now you can take really critical objectives like... Abandoned Mining Facility, you farm it, you know, round one, round two, maybe round three if you're slow rolling, and then on your last activation, you activate the Munificent that's still in range, use Wat Tambor, and get five victory tokens, each worth like 15 points. It's just incredible, or I think they're worth
0: 10 points, but... But but still.
1: It's incredible.
0: And even if you're not doing that, I mean, just 10 engineering points, that's too... Two hull and two shield.
1: Yeah. Right? That's insane. Well, it's moving all your shields wherever you want and recovering them. When uh, Separatist came out and i only had the uh, the starter pack to play with, mm-hmm. uh, I was doing a game and, man, my Munificent had like four hull damage on it with like one or two crits. And I activated the Munificent, I turned Battle Droid Reserves, I tapped that, used Watt Tambor, And I just scooped five damage off the table. And like... Who else can do that? Nobody. That's, yeah. Because Battle Droid Reserves, obviously when you use it with engineering, removing a card, a damage card, is two engineering points, not three. So when you have five, you actually have no damage cards. So you just scoop all those up. Your poor opponent. (laughs) Yeah. All that work. It's extremely, extremely effective. Wat Tambor is one of... The best officers for Separatists. Him at nine points, like, I obviously didn't want to see this officer go up in points. Him at five points was too low, though, for how good he he is, mm-hmm. for how many shields you can get back, for how effective you can be on objectives. He was just too low. Like, if you look at Captain Brunson, she had the same type of thing happen to her. She was at, like, four or five points before... Yeah. And then if you're at distance 1 to 2 of an mm-hmm. obstacle, you can exhaust her to cancel a whole dice yes. from the attacker. Which is crazy. When are you not at distance 1 to 2 of an obstacle? Especially with like a medium-sized ship like an Interdictor. Or even if put her on an ISD. Mm-hmm. It just never happens. And then, if you know you're bringing Brunson, you know where the obstacles need to be for your ISD to always get her off. So Brunson going up to 9 points was also a fair change. Wat Tambor, in the end, Uh, nine points is probably where he should be. I think ten points is a bit too much, but uh, nine
0: is good. So at nine points, you know, are you thinking of other officers, or are you still definitely picking Tambor? For the lists that Watt Tambor is
1: in, he's still in, and I'm just taking something else out to to fit him in. Okay. He's just too effective, too good. At nine points, I'm still taking him, and, and that's how I know that the the points change it doesn't matter really i'm still gonna take him he's still amazing fair enough especially for defensive fleets this even makes me like him more because uh one play style i've been testing out for separatists is just having a huge providence points fortress Mm -hmm. and i'm just trying to load up as many points as i can on the providence expanded launchers yes Nine-point Watt Tambor, yes. I want to get my Providence to be, like, 210 points. And good luck killing it. (laughs) Good fucking luck. Um, And then, you know, they kill my Vultures throughout the game. Maybe a Hard Cell or a Gazanti. But, like, half my list is untouchable. You just can't kill it. i put the Invincible title on it so it's got ECM and Thermal Shields. Just fucking... You're just not going to be able to kill it. Good luck. So... I, I don't really care. Too much that Watt got changed, but... So thumbs up? Thumbs up. He should be nine points, but... Should I, I, should he be more? Yes or no? No, no, no. Ten yeah. points, because then when he goes to ten points, you're looking at cards like Adar Talon mm-hmm. and um, Admiral Shiranu, and he is just not that effective. He's not in that tier of officer. Okay. The ten point officers are outrageously good. So yeah, I mean, these were all great changes to existing cards, not the Raptor Reinforcements ones. We're going to get to those. I mean, good changes all around. I'm happy with what they did. I mean, Krista should have gone up. She was a problem officer for being as cheap as she was. Too good. Ramadi, same thing. I mean, yeah, these are all cards that needed to be changed that were too effective for their cost. And now they're as effective as they should be. Yeah. I think that's fair enough. Mm. Moving on to, I, I think this is a bit of a interesting change. The Onager. The Onager.
0: Uh, I'm upset. So, as it, you my, may or might not know, it's yeah, my favorite you, ship. You love, you love the Onager. So, I'll give you I mean, lots of people love the Onager. because it's a great ship. It's it's, co- it's, unique. it's unique. It's unique. It's cool. It's fun it's Empire for the person girl.
1: who's playing with it.
0: Yeah. And it's fun to go against, in my opinion. As long as there's not two of them, I think it's fun to go against. Yeah, it's
1: interesting to go against. I'll give it that much. Like, <laughs> when I go against an onager, I do have to play the game differently. I have That's to. not a bad thing. It's though. not a bad thing, no. And, but holy shit. The, the biggest problem with onagers that I've encountered is that they have a really unique way of approaching the game. Uh, Because they can attack, obviously, at an extreme range. Uh, Which is cool. And it's a really good ability. It's really strong. The Onager itself, like, once you get in range of the Onager, it's a wet paper towel. And you just fucking push it over like a little kindergarten child. And so that, obviously, is a downside. The problem I've encountered with the Onager is that when there's an extremely skilled player using the Onager... It's just outrageously unfun, and it can do way more than it should. It's way too effective. Like, the, the, the really skilled players love the Onager because they can get an extreme amount of effectiveness out of its ability and, you know, their game knowledge, how skilled they are at positioning their ships and knowing where the opponent's ships are going to go, and it just crushes. It's so good. Interesting. And so... When you look at a ship like that, I've never heard you praise the Onager so much. This is wild to me. <laughs> well, it's not the Onager I'm praising. It's it's the players that are using it. That it are sounded like praise to the ship. So but... fucking good, and they see this ship that can do something unique that no other ships can do. And they, they just run away with it. Obviously, you can look at tournament history and lists, and it's always the most favored ship that gets to the top, and that's because it's so unique and its playstyle is so effective. When you talk about changes to the onager, the first thing you go to is the ignition shot. Oh, hmm. the, the ignition shot is too long. Let's bring it to medium. Or it should only be you place the ignition at close range. Hmm. You know, Of the changes I would have thought, that's not actually that, where I would have thought. That's gone. normally where people end up going because obviously that's what the onager does. It does the big fucking beam cannon. And it can shoot your ship ships at long range. I don't think that's the answer to the Onager, changing the beams or making them, like... Unique. I think that's a little silly. It's, it's a Because that's what makes it special. That's Just what make, change something else to make it fit the game. Yeah, you're, you're changing some effect of the Onager that is the whole reason for its existence. And, I mean, obviously, uh, the spat cannons for Republic work this way. They can only be placed at close. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is you're, you're saying that my spat is essentially just a strong long-range shot because the ignition shot, when placed it close... For only, like, the blue dice in that armament. It's only, like, three millimeters past long-range. Mm-hmm. It's not that drastic, you know, of a distance. So I think changing the beam to be, like only in close, that's not the way to go. Because that's fucking stupid. Um, also a change, and this is one that I can get behind, is if you're in range to salvo the Onager and you get ignition shot, you should be able to salvo it. You shouldn't be able to salvo at extreme range, but like if I am at close range with the Onager and it shoots me at close range, I should be able to salvo that shot That is a stupid rule. It's like getting an uppercut and being like, yeah, I'm going to punch you back in the same moment. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, When you put it like that, but that happens. You know, counter blows and, and stuff. But it just fucking feels bad. You cannot respond at all with a whole defense token. And in the past, when the game rules say, oh, in specific scenarios, you just cannot use defense tokens, that's always felt bad. That was a problem with evades early in the game where, oh, I've got my small ship. It's got double evade on it. Double evade, double redirect. Let's talk about the MC-30. Uh, Oh, when I'm in close, which is what the ship wants to do anyway, I actually don't have those tokens. They don't exist. Yeah. So you're effectively giving your opponent two accuracies on your ship. That fucking feels bad, and it's stupid. (laughs) It's the same way. Oh, when I'm in your ignition arc, I just cannot use my salvo token. It's not even on an, on the board. You, you're not even making the decision to accuracy my salvo. You just have less tokens, less defense tokens, to make a decision on. Because you know I can't salvo. Uh, I think that's just not good, you know? At, I at most, I would say, if you salvo... The, the salvo attack is obstructed or something, just, just to, like, have some reduction in effectiveness. But I would take that. Completely removing it from dis- the decision-making process, I feel, is too far.
0: And it is an act of essentially eliminating play, so, you know, I would want to vote against doing that. And so, you're the right. You're one- right. It's the thing that the onager wants to do anyway. It's its whole purpose is mm-hmm. to do the ignition shot.
1: So, most onagers are going to be ignition shotting you a lot. As and, much as possible. And you can't even do the thing where you're like, oh, well, I'm going to sacrifice this ship. I'm going to move it in close, and then I know it's going to die, but at least I'll get a couple dice back back to it, you know, mm-hmm. to reduce the shields. I mean, you can't even make that decision. It's just, ah, you just have to throw your hands up and be like, the rules say I can't salvo as I guess I die. I can't even put a reactive gunnery on an MC-30 and then, you know, go into it. And and like roll a couple black dice back at it. You know, you can't even do that. So, so now we
0: get to what they've actually changed. Which Let's is talk about the test bed. The points. Let's talk about the test bed. So, my opinion on the test bed, it's my least favorite. Definitely can't say that the test bed for me has ever been considered a good ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always found the Star Destroyer variant yeah. and the What's the name of the turbo laser? Super heavy composite beam turbo laser. And the super heavy composite beam turbo lasers to be to be the favorite pair. Yeah, for the me. blue beam. Uh, so seeing that plus twenty, like it was not a great choice for me, but it's now moved it into the realm of being a bad choice. That yep. may not be the norm for everyone else, but in my in my experience, I, I think it got hit so hard because this was the go
1: to ship. For those players I was talking about, where they can squeeze the effectiveness out of the onager, mm-hmm. and they want to use a test bed. And the reason they want to use the test bed is because it is costed. It, it used to be ninety six points. That was its best feature. Was that so just, you could sure just load
0: points. it
1: up with officers. You can get the sensor team, Varnilian gunnery Teams. Now you can put price on it, and you can get the the red beam. You know, so you have that effective range. And you can put all of it on there, and it's like just barely coming up on the price point of uh, ISD2, you know, or something like that. It was able to take so much because its price point was so small. I mean, this is true. So when I see it go up to 20 points, I feel like it's because of that. Because it was able to take so much and be so effective because it's it's it was just such a value price for an Onager, especially for its ability. So 20 points, I'm kind of like. Twenty points I think is a lot. Like 116
0: points, that's more than the ISD1. Maybe you can educate me a little bit, right? Because I, I know everyone always fawns over the test bed in comparison to the Star Destroyer variant. And like I get the items that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, this is the wettest of paper towels, right? If you get out of that arc, the dice pool is disgusting. Its special ability, aside from being a super cool long-range long mm-hmm. shot, that's it. Because, I mean, your opponent sees what it's going to do, and it's just not going to... They're not going to deploy in a cluster. Like, mm-hmm. why would they do that? But that's the thing, is now that it's so expensive, you just... I mean,
1: doing Onager ISD or Double Onager, like one of them is going to get hit with not being able to take upgrades, or you're not going to be able to load up a full um, suite of Sloan aces. You know, like, the points are going to come from somewhere. 20 points, that's a whole commander. You have to find a whole commander's worth of points to fly
0: the Onager fleet you're used to. It's got to come from somewhere. I think this point change... Was made with the mindset of double onager fleet building, and trying to minimize that. I mean, like when I look at that, that's what I see. I mean, you're you're probably not wrong
1: there, but I, from like a, if you do run double onager, it's just not going to be as consistent or effective, and I think that's fair, okay. because double onager is the, uh, uh, fucking degenerates run double onager. It's like goddamn, what a fucking. Non interactive game that is. fucking kill all your ships at extreme range. You can do nothing. Something just die. Game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, I think it being six points more than like an ISD one, maybe that's a bit much for, for the test bed. But when you can load it up with a full suite of, of upgrade cards, and it, it, it'll just run away with the game. Because it's, it's especially with price, the price officer card where you, you spend a, a shield from the attacking call zone, you just set a dice to whatever you want. Mm. And You just have to cost it appropriately because of that. That, that has been a huge change. Because that some, card. some of the only things that small ships can do about the Onager is stay at extreme range for that one shot that they've got on you, and your only recourse is to evade. And then you can evade two dice from that attack. Price essentially removes that option. So it's either price the onager test bed a little bit more, well, a lot of bit more is twenty points. <laughs> twenty points, points know, is a lot to account for that, or just you know, I mean, what can you
0: do? Fair. Sure. So uh, onager star destroyer. Let's yeah, let's talk about this one. Ten point increase. This is oh. my favorite variant. This is okay with me. I, I'll take that uh, well, on the chin. This this is
1: less drastic of a points change. I agree. But, man, 10
0: points. That's a lot. Bringing it to 120. And this is actually, so I'm, I'm really surprised to, to hear you support the the test bed so much, mm-hmm. right? Because something you may have noticed, I used, to, I used to fly Onagers a lot. I used to be like, man, this is the greatest ship ever. Yeah. And something that you have hammered into my skull. Just take the Simon. Yeah, I mean. And so I see this now, and I'm like. it's an ic cost i'm just gonna take the simon and because to me the long range shots just aren't they're cool and they're fun to do and that's why i play them yeah but you know i i I mostly play in the tournament setting you know i'm not it's not effective i'm I'm just gonna take the one
1: yeah and especially where we're at like the players that come to our tournaments make me feel bad (laughs) it's just a murderer's row of extremely skilled players and, like, they're they're fucking fiends, and they're hounds. And so you come out with an onager, and they will just fucking tear it apart. They know exactly where to be, they know what the onager can do, and they've already got it locked in, and they, they've got the strategy downloaded. So if you take an onager, and it's not as practiced as it should be, it, it's just fucking killed. So, yeah, and in a lot of scenarios, I'll tell people, like, if you're thinking about bringing an Onager and going speed one or doing the cute Ray Kale speed zero, a lot of times it is just better for your fleet composition and consistency across a lot of games to just bring an ISD and go speed three. Absolutely. Like an Onager at speed one and an ISD at speed three are kind of the same, but Onager's like, yeah, you make a mistake or. You know, if your opponent deploys you, and now with all these point cost increases, you're going to have less. They say they're adding fleet. up. It's, it's, it's adding up, and
0: your opponent's going to take it out of your ass. And okay. With this point change, if I go into a game actually wanting to get a win, I'm not taking auditors anymore. Yeah, I mean, those skilled players I was talking about, they're
1: probably going to find the points somewhere to do the fleet they want to do, and they're still gonna win with it, and I think that's fair. If they can still take these onagers at this price point and still crush with the reduction in what they can take in their fleet, good on you. You did it. But right. I'm, I'm just not that good, and I'm just not that good with these onagers. And so, if and anyone, stop. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> just full stop. Like, at this point with these points changes, if you can do it, you're just that good, and it wasn't gonna. These points changes weren't for you, <laughs> you know.
0: We'll With that it. comment, I have a question for oh. you. If I now run double onager fleets, am I going to get sideways glances?
1: Yeah, still. Yeah, still. Like,
0: still. Fuck, fucking, don't bring double onager. Oh, if come you on. bring double onager, you're fucking. <laughs> but dude. I pay. I mean, if I'm going to pay fucking forty points for two test bits, holy shit! Hey, <laughs> I deserve that and a candy bar. <laughs> I'll get you a fucking candy bar <laughs> if you like that. Goddamn, I hate double
1: onager. I hate that shit. Okay, let's let's take a second. I'm gonna grab a water bottle. Okay. Do you want a water or something? Please and thank you. Okay. Let's go over Rapid Reinforcements 2. Uh, they just came out, like, what? Six months ago or something?
0: It doesn't seem that long. It doesn't seem that long. That is true. They came out, what, March
1: or February? They didn't come out last year.
0: No, I was trying to see if these documents maybe had a date on it, but I'm not or seeing like, it. I think April. Like I can't see her. I think they came came out April-ish. Eh, anyway, <laughs> they came out a while ago.
1: <clears throat> and we have got a lot of changes to almost every single card. Are there any that don't have any changes? Governor Price, because how can you change perfection? You can't. You can't. So if she obviously, knows it, too. Look at the stance. Look at the stance. She's got the Power Fist glove uh, going on. I love it. Uh, This bitch fucks in... All the best ways. They didn't change her. So, really, I mean, controversial upgrade cards Mm -hmm. and commanders and and squadrons that came out in Rapid Reinforcements 2. We did a review our last podcast of just glossing over the kinds of abilities they have and how we thought they would be applied, you know, without playing a game with them or anything. And then, after that, we kind of didn't really do any content after that, because I I was in this weird spot of being fucking too busy, and it's difficult to approach making battle reports and podcasts about a topic that is, like, hard to approach, in my opinion. Like, Like, with Anakin Skywalker Commander, when he was released, I was like, cool, Republic have, like, a new... Play style uh-huh. of not having to do this tapestry of token shenanigans and squadrons. Like, th- that was the only thing they had. Now you can be really aggressive with ships and everything. And so I was super interested. I was, like, ready to buy into Republic. And then I started seeing what was happening. Wh- what his ability could really do. And I was like, oh, well, I just don't want to use this guy at all. It's just so broken, busted. Like, why... He was very strong. He was (laughs) extremely strong. And then they FAQ'd Draven, and so he had nothing interesting. He was just 28 points and, like, a paragraph of nonsense where it says, bring a different commander. That's basically what it ended up being. You're absolutely right. (laughs) And so I was just super annoyed with a lot of the game state. And fuck, I did everything to approach Anakin. I built lists I never thought I would run. I went full squadron lists. I went all the way into squadrons. I was doing some heinous shit. I brought Shriv Surgov for the first time in Rebels. Uh, I was running like sideways-ass upgrades for Separatists. I was trying everything. And you, and you sh- shredded shredding. Not against Anakin. I, I was the one being shredded. That's what I said. You oh, you shredded. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it just... Nothing fucking worked. And not just that nothing worked, but like, when my fleet was in a good position, I still lost. Like, let's say I've got my flagship, it's at full health, I maneuver it perfectly, I get out of the front arc of the Venator. So, I'm out of the front arc of the Venator, I have a double arc on their side arc. Who do you think comes out on top?
0: I mean, who do I think or who do I know? Who do you know?
1: (laughs) Who doesn't come out on top? Me! What the fuck? When I position my ship to completely, like, I put it in the best theoretical position possible. And I still fucking lose and lose. I lost hard that game. It was just too much. There was just too much that the salvo could do. And there were also a lot of other nonsense things. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that nonsense. I'm just saying it was a fucking bad, we were in a bad way. And I didn't like... There were some very upset players. There were some very upset players. There were... And... Ugh. But we're here now. But we're here now. And let's and talk about Let's it. talk about the first thing that comes to mind when I look at these cards. It was tested. Interesting. And I can tell that
0: based on the verbiage of the cards. And that was something you had mentioned prior, is that... There was something in the verbiage, I don't remember what it was, but you're like, this is someone who has not played the game. Yeah, well, either someone who has not played the game, or just hasn't
1: given this card to a player that's like, oh, I know how to fuck people up with this card, and I'm going to take it to the extreme. Because that was the biggest problem with Anakin, and he had a big change, and one of the reasons for his big change is, I know, someone playtested him, and they were like... Oh well. Uh-huh. Did you consider that if you take DBYs and intensify firepower and seven other different cards, you can just do five damage guaranteed six times around? Did you think about that combo? And they're like, <laughs> "Oh no, because who would do that?"
0: <laughs> you.
1: Yeah. And so <laughs> that's why he has, he has had such a drastic change because. There are so many options for Salvo that it, you can just run away with the effectiveness of Anakin in the way he was. So,
0: let's talk about his new... No,
1: let, let's talk about the Rebels first. We'll go, we'll go in, uh, I'm so excited, in order. So, General Draven. Right. You want me to read this one out? Read this guy out in his new form. Right. Because, essentially, Old Draven said... Pick someone else. Pick a different commander. Yes. For 28 points. So... And with 60 words. Dude, I think in the the podcast episode that we didn't air because we were bitching about Rapid Reinforcements 2 before the changes, I essentially brought up the topic of if you want to handicap yourself as a Rebel player, you can bring Draven, and that's an effective and fair handicap for yourself. (laughs) That was how bad he was. He actually gives you no benefit. It doesn't really do anything. He hurts
0: you. (laughs) He gives you the illusion of having an effect.
1: Yes. So, anyway. Let's read. Read read, read (laughs) off New Draven.
0: At the end of each command phase, you may look at all command dials assigned to one enemy ship. Then you may place two command tokens, each of a different type, on this card. After an enemy ship resolves command, you may discard a matching command token from this card. If you do, that enemy ship gains one matching raid token. 28 points, you're right. Very thematic. Very cool. He he works
1: not the same way as his old card, but the theme is there of using commands to raid the opponent. But the effectiveness is so drastically different that I'm really excited to play with him. So... Looking at all command dials assigned to one enemy ship. There's no range restriction. It's just, you're on the board, I know what you're doing. This is similar to Director Assard for the Empire. She's an officer. This is way better. But no range restriction. And you just get to pick whatever, look at all their command dials, so like if they've got an ISD, you know what they're doing, up for three rounds. Mm. And then you don't even have to look at them again. You can look at the rest of the other ships for the other rounds. Super cool. And then you place two command tokens, each of a different type, on this card. Then it's after they resolve a command. So you don't get to say, oh, I I look at your... you got nav? I'll do nav and engineering. Mm -hmm. And then when they reveal their command, you can't then give them...
0: But you're able to plan ahead for the next one.
1: You're you're able to, to lock them up for the next one. So they are able to, you know, resolve their commands, and then the next round they've got to deal with it. I really like it because it allows for a certain level of counterplay. So you're making their commands less effective after the fact. But also, like, they can bank tokens. They can take Hondo, like Clone Nav Officer. There is some play to it. They can deal with Draven. But also, if they're dealing with Draven, they're not getting the full effect of their fleet that they normally would want to. Very interesting. But also, you want to know what Draven doesn't say? He doesn't say at the end of the round, remove those command tokens off Draven. Interesting. So each round you're putting two command tokens, two command tokens, two command tokens. So round three you've got six. After an enemy ship resolves a command. So then on round three you can raid his whole fleet
0: every time they
1: resolve a command.
0: So I said that this was very thematic. Do you recall General Draven from he, lore? He, uh, he, he was like the spy master. He's like right? the intelligence guy. Yeah. It's so fantastic. I love that. It is a fantastic upgrade card. And I really like you know when the people that are making these upgrade cards know what the character does, and they make that
1: fit. Yeah. He's a great, great commander. There's going to be some fleets he's stronger against, obviously squadron fleets, Mm -hmm. but still, they have to resolve a command, and you have to have a matching command token for it. So you probably can't raid them until round three, if they're a squadron fleet. Because they just won't do their squad command. Makes sense. But then, it's like, well, what if I rush them with squadrons? Are they going to respond to it? Are they going to activate those squads? Or are they going to wait? Huh. Maybe I am trying to force them into picking fighter ambush. And now, if they don't use a, a squad command on round one, well, I will.
0: You know what that sounds like to me?
1: Huh. Fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds fucking fun. Now I'm trying to come up with all these scenarios to trick the opponent into using a command maybe outside of the window that they would normally, or, oh, let me just activate one squadron, and I'll I'll spend a squadron token. Then I'm like, oh, I'll raid your squadron command, and you've spent your token. So now, and it's afterwards, so like, it's after they resolve their command. So they've already moved their squadron, maybe they've attacked with it. Now I get to do a raid token. This is
0: a card that I see you, you, you using.
1: Yeah, this is a, a great card. It allows me I want to, to... do a battle report with this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like Draven. 28 points. Seems fair. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that nice. seems nice. He's a great card. Way better than the, the last version of him, which was essentially useless. Yeah. He's a cool card. I like him. Moving on, mm-hmm. Fen, Rao. Fen Rao didn't really change that much other than his wording. How specifically did his wording get changed? I'm trying to So read. it used to say, when you are chosen to activate by a squadron command, after the activation is resolved, choose up to two non-unique squadrons at distance one. Those chosen squadrons may activate as if they were chosen by the squad command. Now it's after your activation, if you were activated by a squad command, choose up to two non-unique squadrons. This is one of you. The chosen squadrons may activate as if they were activated by that squadron command. So this verbiage change... What's the what's the difference here? Other than with me. It's rearranged to fucking make sense.
0: Okay. It not make sense.
1: Instead of when you are chosen to activate by a squad command after the activation is resolved. It's, it's, not, it's just after your activation.
0: So there's no change. It's literally just worded better. It's worded better. Okay. I was trying to figure out like what... But
1: this is the thing where I'm like... Someone looked at this and was like... Armada cards aren't worded this way. Because that's one thing I really like about Armada, is the verbiage and keywords are very specific to mean specific things. You've mentioned in the past, you know. Oh, sorry. So, like, at and within are two completely different scenarios. Yes. After your activation. Not when you are chosen to activate, and then after the activation is resolved. Like, it's too much. It's not
0: the way Armada cards are worded. There's just some... Awesome subtleties that I really don't think we can get from a lot of other people. Really? That's good observation, Chandler. Yeah. Um,
1: 24 points. I've already gone over Fen Rao in the last video. He is as good as you think he is. 24 points is perfect. One brace, escort, seven hull, speed four. He's he's great. He's a great... Choose him. Yeah, choose him. Put your X-wings around him with Bigs and Jam. Like, have a good day. It's, it's a great time. Moving on. There's not much to say about Fen Rao. He just got... He, he got Botox, and he looks better now. There you go. Governor Price. Didn't get changed. This bitch is perfection personified. Take her in your Empire Fleets and kill those pesky flotillas. Dude, so we reviewed these not having played any games. This bitch is such a fucking problem. I was playing a game, and I had a GR75 mm-hmm. fully kitted out to the wall. I had 8R Talon. I had Rapid Launch Bays with B-Wings in it. And then I had the Quantum Storm title. And... Pricey. Pricey. You know, (laughs) I moved it up to end position. And this one player, who knows who they are, had a Gladiator 2, the variant that has not four blacks out the side, but three blacks and a red. So he had Demolisher come up speed 3, did a side shot, the Demolisher after you Mm. you move attack, onto my, like, 50-point GR75, and then used Price to set that red to an accuracy. Yeah. And just completely destroyed the GR75 in one shot, and I have nightmares about it. Holy shit. You got priced out. I got priced out. Look, (laughs) Governor Price is amazing. Seven points is a bit low for how amazing she is. Listen, Mm, you, you think that spending one shield from the attacking hull zone is a cost, and it just isn't, because... I mean, it just is. It is a shield. It is, is a shield, a cost. but you can't... Look, good players who have price, they're just going to bank an engineering token. And you can't put damage on a hull zone and set it to zero to make price not effective on that hull zone, because they'll have an engineering token, and they'll say, before my attack, I'm going to spend this engineering so token. So it's always on. So it's always on. And it's once per activation, so, you know, who cares that afterwards there might not be shields there? She doesn't. She's killed your ship already. Great card. I think this one is probably a bit overtuned still. I was surprised
0: to see that this did not have, like, a points change.
1: Yeah, I'd probably put her at 8 or 9. Maybe Maybe 2. Not 10. Not 10. The the, the 10 cost officers, those are, like, a different class of Mm -hmm. officer. I don't think she's that good, but, like, 8 or 9, maybe... And she's still taken. That's the thing. Is you put her at nine, they'll still take her. Oh, absolutely. They'll find those two points. That's how good she is. I mean, she's just great. And with cards like um, Veteran Gunners, now you can take them and really guarantee your consistency. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Her with, you know, Varnillion, Sensor Team, Veteran Gunners on, like, an Onager or something. It's like... And if you really want to build up just a big smack, you can do it with those yeah. cards, too. She's amazing. I would have liked to see her points go up like one or two, but it's fine. Moving on. Volt Scaris, um, again, similar to Fen Rao, where he just got his verbiage changed, but also, now he has Scatter.
0: Oh, I didn't... Right. So he had
1: Brace Evade.
0: Do you think that that was a mistake? Evade was a mistake? Do you think that, like, that was, like, an error? No. I heard that floating around. that.
1: that was, I like... don't think that it was a mistake. I think it was a decision. And they just changed it because that makes him, like really not effective okay and we know? i know we had that, that, that back and that back because you've got his crazy counter four mm-hmm. like and then you have the during the squadron phase you can't attack unless you're performing a counterattack. like so he's already extremely effective with the asf dice the two blue two black like that's extremely consistent you can snap aces off with you know the ability to have accuracy yeah. in your pool but also, the, the problem, role with, that is really the good problem with Volt in his previous iteration with only having evade is, I mean, when you engage an enemy squadron, they're just going to choose to not attack you mm-hmm. because that counter four is, is so dangerous. The reason I think they put the scatter back on him was, well, they're not attacking him anyway. And giving Volt scatter, now it lets him dodge those flak attacks at the level and degree with which he should. Do you mean give him Scatter or give him Brace? Give him Scatter. Because he had Brace. He had Brace Evade before. Now he has Brace Scatter. Scatter Evade.
0: Huh? He Did he have Scatter Evade? Oh. I was like, am I getting these tokens wrong? Did I fuck up that bad? <laughs> he had Scatter Evade? He had Scatter Evade, and they changed the Evade to a Brace. And Because before, we had talked in the past, that it, and I could be wrong about this, in my opinion, I thought it was better to have the chance... Of taking zero damage and then your thing that's the, right the Brace was kind of consistent in just eliminating damage okay well and that was I will just say that that is still correct
1: everything I said <laughs> because it was so outrageous for me to to imagine him without a brace as a as an ace that I assumed yeah. they changed his scatter and not the brace so I mean yeah the brace is just better, better. Especially when you're taking a shot from an X Wing and, and they hit you with four hits. It's just better.
0: Yeah, yeah. In those circumstances it is better. Well. Oh. Eighteen points, he's great. Yeah, no, he's still good. Very this changes for me nothing. Mm-hmm. So like I his defense tokens could honestly not even have a scatter on it and I would still take him. Because
1: uh, people are gonna know.
0: attack him too often. It's, it's the flax. You, you want it for the flax, yeah. Well, I mean, just don't get flack. Well, I mean, don't get flack. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, anyways, um, like I said, I would was, I was still take him without, okay. without the scatter. All right, let's do Separatist real quick, and then
1: we'll go to the Republic, because I feel like there's more to say about Republic than Separatist. Assage. Yes. Easier to trigger now. Easier to trigger. Has a role where before she was just like, oh, well, this officer is awful. And it just can't compete. Yeah. Now, this is a really interesting officer. I really like the way Asaj is now. It seems like they just made a little changes, but the way she can be applied to a fleet is amazing. So, now she reads, During the activation of a friendly ship at distance 1 to 5 of you, you may exhaust this card to discard one raid token from an enemy ship at distance 1 to 5 of you. If you do, that friendly ship may gain one command token of any type. So, before... She only worked on. You had to be doing damage on the ship she was on. You had to do damage. You had to remove a raid token that's already on them, and a commando. They had to have a command token on their ship, and then if you do gain a matching command token, it was just useless. And then the opponent will be like, "Oh, I just won't have any command tokens." Yep. And then your officer does nothing. She she would be on like a hard sell anyway. So who gives a shit? You're not going to put her on a Providence. Now she's a great supporting officer. And I know this because I watched a game played with her, and holy shit, she's really good. And in the trench fleet she was in, she was fucking awesome.
0: That's good to hear.
1: So the match I watched, it was a Providence trench fleet. The Providence had B2 rocket troopers. Okay. And so now you get into this point where... You can attack, do the rocket troopers, have the raid token, exhaust assage, take that raid token, give your Providence a command token of any type. So now you're rolling your dice, you're tapping B2 or tapping B2 and then rolling your dice, giving them a raid token, taking that raid token, changing it into a concentrate fire command, then spending that command that matches your trench dial and getting... An extra dice and a reroll on that attack. That must feel really good when you pull that off. That is super fucking cool. In this particular fleet, they didn't do that because, you know, why would you do it for Concentrate Fire? Do it for fucking Squadron. And have Flight Commander on your Providence. Mm. So your Providence is rolling up. It's got an Invisible Hand. It's yeah. loaded up with a bunch of vultures. You attack the ship. Give it the raid token of the B2s. Take the token. Give it a Squadron Command. Move your Providence... Spend that token that mm-hmm. because you're able to resolve your squadron uh, command after you move with flight commander, and then drop all your vultures with the the dialing token. It's a fucking spicy combo. Cool as fuck. I don't know. Assage is really cool, and having that ability and allowing you to spend your raid tokens to get a benefit, you get an actual benefit of choosing the command token you need. It. It doesn't have to match the command token that's on the ship. They need a command token on the ship anyway to do her ability at all.
0: It's a fucking cool commander, and I really like this. My thoughts on this, and especially from... I'm happy to see this change, right? So Asajj Ventress in the lore, she's a big part of it, Mm -hmm. right? And then I feel like they did her dirty with this card initially. And mm-hmm. so now to see it uh, be used. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only that, the it's another case of her ability. She's a supporting... Like, she supports Dooku. She's, she helps them out. Yeah. And, and that's what she's doing here, right? She's yeah. just making them better. Um, and so, again, it's just another case of where the ability fits the lore. And yeah. it's really nice to see that synergy. So. I, I really
1: like it. Especially with, you know, B2 Rocket Troopers, where you're able to essentially use her without your opponent being able to respond.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you know roll your dice, add the raid token, switch it out to whatever you need. That's really cool. <clears throat> really, with Sage and B2 rocket troopers, the only command that you wouldn't be able to use on that turn is engineering a squadron, but squadron only if you don't have flight commander.
0: Which, which you should, would in that situation. Which you would
1: in this situation. I mean, nav, you can still use. Concentrate fire, obviously. I don't know. It, it is a really interesting officer and the way her ability works is fucking super cool. I really like this. Big thumbs up on this one. Big thumbs nice. up. I feel like she's creeping into one of the better officer slots for and Separatists. a huge turnaround. Which is crazy because Separatists have some of the wildest officer cards. Some of the cr- most crazy powerful officers. I can really picture putting her on like a hard cell and having that hard cell like tune the fleet up. Like that's it's a crazy cool ability i'm a fan who is next on our list wat tambor so wat tambor not much changes down by two points i think that's fine i think he was fine at 20 points
0: yeah i
1: i, I just agree had with that i had trouble putting him like in a fleet because i don't i don't know how to value escort in separatists because there's not much that i want to protect fair enough You know, it's like Vultures, you're going to kill a Vulture, okay, well I'll activate Grievous, and then I'll use Reserve Hanger Decks and get the Vulture back. So you essentially wasted an attack to do one damage to a Vulture,
0: okay? That's like the Chandler special,
1: though. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know how to value him
0: right now, but him at
1: 18 points is fine.
0: And I don't feel salty about seeing that point reduction either, you know? No. Like, going against him.
1: It seems fine. I thought he was fine at 20 points. You know, black die, anti-ship, ASF dice, anti-fighter, escort relay one screen. Still really good. I just... Yeah. I haven't found a list to put him in yet. I just... Uh,
0: and it could be also just an to enti- uh, entice players to include him more yeah. at this point. So. You get
1: two extra points fit him in there. It, it seems fine. He yeah. seems like a fine uh, squadron. All right. Let's go to Republic. The biggest changes in Republic
0: across the board. Who would you like to start with? Let's start with Anakin. Thank you. I couldn't hold it any longer. So, completely different card. I'm just going to say it. Yes. He's a completely different card for reasons that I, I feel like
1: we hit on. Because his ability for Salvo was just outrageous. outrageous. He, he was, in his previous form, he had like three different commander abilities all in one. Mm-hmm. And it was just complete nonsense to play against.
0: It was like he made his
1: own commander ability card. He he broke, like, <laughs> three different rules on the same card. He told you to go fuck yourself. You couldn't do anything about Receipt
0: it. Receipt from the Republic. You,
1: you, know, you know, put it on the Republic's tab. I blew up all your ships, And you get to go home.
0: <laughs> the sector was free. Good the, sure. the
1: sector was free. And now, he's got an interesting ability. It is... Way less powerful than Anakin used to be, obviously, because it was—he used to be the most overtuned card in the fucking game. Yes, and now you look at him and you're like, "Oh my god, he's shit." I mean, yeah, compared to the previous Anakin, because everybody days. else
0: was because shit Anakin compared to Way that. too
1: fucking powerful.
0: So let's go ahead and read it out now. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. While a friendly ship is attacking a ship, if the defender is at distance one to five of at least two other friendly ships. One other friendly ship at distance one to five of the defender may spend one defense token. If it does, the attacker may re-roll up to three dice. Still a cool card. Still a cool card. All I right. like the circumstantial aspect to it. So That's we, good.
1: We've got a lot of things to approach for this card. There's there's a lot of cost that comes with Anakin now. You need at least three ships. Yes. For his ability to do anything. That's a good card. That's point. a significant cost, yeah. especially for the Republic, because A lot of their fleet compositions are three ships. Acclimator, Venator, Pelta. Mm -hmm. Venator, two acclimators with some squads. Now you need... I mean, I'm just assuming that Anakin is going to be on the acclimator. There will obviously be fleets that run like six CR-70s and like some Peltas and and stuff like that. Uh, It's not really what I'm talking about right here. So now it's like you need to really focus on having... A Venator flagship, and then a bunch of CR70s or Peltas to support. But they also, I mean, this is one to five. That's a, that's a big fucking range. Oh, yeah. It's not super restrictive,
0: that, but it's nice to have something. And
1: like, Klo ability, it has to be one to three. Like, if this was one to three, I would be like, Dog that's shit, a bad part, completely Yeah. completely don't take this. One to five, you can do that for sure. But you still have to think about it. You still have to think about it. There's also the thematic consistency. Because Anakin Skywalker, spoiler alert, becomes Darth Vader, and Darth Vader Commander has a similar ability to this, but, I mean, obviously way more powerful, but Darth Vader's ability is you spend a defense token on a ship that's attacking, mm-hmm. and you can reroll as many dice as you want. Anakin, he has more conditions, and you can only re-roll up to three dice, which, three dice, I mean, I don't want to surprise anybody, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of reroll. For a lot of ships, that may be all the dice you get to roll, especially in the longer ranges. Exactly. And listen, like, the Republic fleet is the weakest when it comes to dice control. So having this is a huge boon. So Anakin really fills a slot that Republic needs, Mm -hmm. and needs a lot, because, I mean, you can put link turbolaser towers on a Venator and Ordnance Experts, and that's it. And for a lot of your shots you're not gonna be rolling black dice unless you have unless you have like a Venator one. you mm-hmm. know? And even then, it's like, I want more dice control. Now, I'm looking at like Clone Gunners okay. as an upgrade because I have rerolls already in Anakin. So now I can have a synergistic ability with all of the ships that I have, which I don't know if you know this, Clone Gunners reads, Uh, Con Fire, you can discard one Con Fire token assigned to another friendly ship at distance 1 to 5 of the Defender. Okay. Which... Would apply. Would apply, because you're already trying to do that with Anakin, and you get a blue die set to the Accuracy Icon.
0: And then you're... That's a very awesome dice pool to have.
1: And set to the Accuracy Icon. So if you roll your attack... And you do your concentrate fire on that attack. If you already have an accuracy icon. You can choose to reroll. You can choose to reroll this one.
0: That's so good.
1: Because it doesn't say that it can't be modified. So you are essentially using clone gunners to add more dice. And it's. And you can be choosy with that, which is really nice. Or if you need the extra accuracy, you can spend the token. I mean, Radiant 7 is what? Two points? You have enough. Radiant 7 is one point. Oh, gosh. And munitions resupply is 3. So you can really... Get a lot of... Get a lot... Really squeeze the juice. Really squeeze the juice and get a lot of consistency and a lot of damage through to your opponent. With just a couple points. With just a couple points. And a CR-70, which you already want to have because Mm -hmm. you want to have a lot of ships for Anakin to make his ability... Might even need to have to make a viable fleet. Yeah, Yeah. to make a viable fleet. And I don't know. Rerolling 3 dice, while it does seem like, eh, for a commander ability, like... I don't think that's... I think that's really good. For the Republic... That's really strong. Uh, but he's, again, really ship-focused, which Republic needed a commander it's a to a be a ship-focused built. commander other than Bail Organa. Hmm. And it's, it's really Bail Organa. Who do you or, want to fight, Anakin or Bail?
0: <laughs> or nobody.
1: Like, Bail, I mean, I guess Luminara, but she also works for squadrons. Oh, you're going to take Obi-Wan for your ship-focused uh, Republic fleet? No. You're going to take Anakin, do some damage, Look, he's going he's gonna to make Republic extremely consistent with their dice. And it it's really good. 31 points.
0: Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the points. Plus two points from 29 to 31. You know, yeah. when I first read this, you know, I asked myself, did we really need this points cost? Or were we just so shell-shocked from Anakin prior that they're just, you know, everyone's <laughs> They're, like, they're just like, up the points. Yeah, yeah and so because that was my first thought. You know, hearing you talk about Anakin and how good you can be if you really put forth that extra effort. Mm-hmm. For a second, I kind of wavered on that opinion. But then I remembered, well, you're paying points to do those things. Yeah. So you can, it doesn't necessarily apply. I don't know if but I... It, again, he,
1: he has this cascading effect.
0: He does. He does. So it's hard for me to put my thumb on it. And then it's only two points.
1: It's not like it's like... But, five but also, more. it's not just on your activation. It's what's per activation. So now your salvos are getting re-rolled. All right. Yeah, you pushed me over the edge. That's, a big, that's a big factor. And that's a big factor. I mean... Look, if you're telling me that all I have to do to re-roll my whole salvo pool is to have a CR 70 at distance 5 of the ship that I'm attacking with my salvo, and then it spend its contain, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like that much of a cost.
0: Fair enough. And then, you know, Vader's 36 points. Vader's and...
1: 36 points, you know?
0: And, I mean, it's arguable that Vader's ability isn't as good. Because I was trying you're... to figure out if, it, like, in my, in my brain, like, I, is that something you know to bring to bring up here like do i have to because think about that because i get more? to choose which ship at distance 1 to 5 of the defender
1: i'm getting this ability on mm-hmm. and which ship is spending the defense token and that is with vader incredibly it is always useful. the ship that was attacking that has to spend it mm-hmm. now i get to choose and i mean fucking peltas probably going to want to bring some of them spend a evade hmm. for a reroll uh, and also you might not always need to use his ability Sometimes you'll roll and it'll be fine. That's true.
0: And that's always a good problem to have, right? So yeah. Can't really say And then good.
1: you you still can have linked turbo laser towers and ordnance experts on your uh, your Venator 1 and become extremely consistent. And then you start fishing for damage and crit effects. Now things like assault proton torpedoes can come into the mix because you can fish for double uh, black crit icons so that they can't evade you yeah. know, your... your uh, assault Proton torpedoes away. Like, I really like the way Anakin is right now. And also, I mean, even if he isn't as good as he should be, at least now I can take him in a fleet and not feel like
0: a total asshole. Fair enough. Just because you happen to have him. Yeah.
1: yeah, you know? Now I can run Anakin and I can build a fleet around his ability and and do certain things. That, I mean...
0: It's healthy for the game.
1: Yeah. This is a good choice. And like... Venator flagship with two acclimators and just run them in there? You die or I die. Let's roll for it. It's My dice time. are better. You <laughs> know? I, I like it. I like his changes. It seems reasonable. You can do a lot with it. And he fills a role for the Republic that they need. Which the old Anakin did, but too much. Thumbs up. I like it. I, I will admit that his ability is, is not as strong as I think it should be. But, I mean, re-rolling three dice... I think it fits. It fits. The only thing I think could be changed is the at least two other friendly ships. If it was just at least two friendly ships, I think that would be fine. Drop the other. Drop the other because then you need at at least three. And this one you need two, which is like, that seems fine. But distance one to five, that's a huge, that's a huge area. Yeah. I mean, if you have a large ship in the middle of the board... That's like but a huge expanse. That's like a third the, of the board. Yeah. Well, it's more than two thirds of the board. Is it? Yeah, because ah. this is one to five is a foot, and the um, I'm talking about lengthwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, it's a huge bubble laterally on the board. Yes. Not, not yeah. Horizontally, but it's a, it's a big range. I think this will be easy to come off and do some work. Really cool. I like this change. It just got rid of the salvo nonsense. There was just too much that you could do to salvo to make it outrageous. I mean, with reactive gunnery and DBYs. Even if they completely neutered his ability and kept it similar, it was still too much, you know? Adding extra attacks is such a huge benefit that even if his old ability didn't add a dice, it would still be too
0: strong. Yes. And even with an, a significant points increase, it still would still be. Exactly. Unlikely. It is so hard to change that situation unless you do what they did and, and remove the wording. Yeah, so. and, and then he would just be a commander with, like, one line
1: of text of, like, yes. you can salvo after you attack. And it's like, well, why does this commander, why does Commander Anakin have one line of text that seems boring? And it's like, oh, well, because the ability is broken as fuck. Yes. That's why. And so now he at least has an interesting ability, really focused on fleet coordination, and he gives Republic a benefit. Anyway, let's move on to this last card here.
0: Ooh, yes, yeah, matchstick. dick a lot of people were fawning over this one as well. It's got uh, points changed. Also, some new... Used to be, while well, you are unengaged, friendly squadrons with bomber at distance one, game rogue. It is now.
1: And at 14 points with bomber, heavy, and two brace. And we already discussed that a Y-Wing is 10 points. That's four points for two braces. Insane. And then you have... His ability where, you know, squadrons at distance one gain rope. That ability is so fucking outrageous.
0: Yeah, the point's not that Like, while no it words. does
1: fill a role of Republic squadrons can have rogue. you could just fucking run away with it. It was too crazy. I mean, it was just too much. It, it was outrageous. <laughs> His ability is too good because you don't have to command those squadrons. Mm-hmm. So now you can invest all your other points into the Anakin fleet nonsense you were building because you don't have to worry about... Controlling versus squadrons, which I don't think is a good position for the game to be in, where it's like, oh yeah, well I just don't have to meet this requirement that I normally would have to, you know. The the only I have other to do less, yeah, I have to do less. Also with no limit, yeah, of just any any squadron a distance one as much as you can fit in the bag. The only card that's similar to that is Hera in the Ghost, mm-hmm. where first off she's like twenty eight points,
0: it and makes then you sense
1: pick two squadrons, and then they gain rogue. So, matchstick being at 14 is ridiculous. So, excuse me. now he's changed to read, when a friendly ship resolves a squadron command, if you are in range to be activated, up to three of the squadrons with bomber it activates can be at distance one to three of you. Bomber heavy, double brace, 16 points.
0: Which is a lot more in line with other cards. Easy and done with. And, uh... Points cost plus two makes sense for that. Yeah. I mean, there's still,
1: quote-unquote, no limit to how many times you can do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about being engaged or not engaged, which was just fiddly nonsense. It would just make the game go way long because they're trying to figure out the best position for their squadrons to make a bubble around matchsticks yes. so that, you know, he can't be active, he can't place a squadron, all this nonsense. Now it's none of that. None of that fiddly bullshit. If you're in range of matchstick, you can activate three squadrons with bomber distance one to three. So he's got bomber relay, or bomber relay three, yep. let's say. That's cool. Now it starts opening windows into fleet building that are interesting. Instead of just load up on arcs and just have them be their own parade of hell. Unstoppable. And now I'm like, oh, well, I can have arcs and let's put... Um, the hyperspace rings on, them. Mm-hmm. and then I'll just run Matchstick out, and then relay, and that, and then just activate arcs from really far away, you know. Ooh, that's a good one. That's cool. Or I can now, I with Matchstick, I can choose to overextend with my bombers, knowing that I can relay off of Matchstick and bring them back if I need to, and they won't be out of range of me. So I can be a little cagey with only Matchstick and be really aggressive with a bunch of Y-wings or arcs, whichever yeah. I want. And they're really safe points and pulling things back if it gets bad. Exactly. Then I, then I don't have to invest in, like, boosted comms. Because you don't want to be using boosted comms and matchstick because then your squadrons are getting too far away. Yeah. And you don't want to do the thing where the only shot they have is against your squadrons because they'll take that every time. You want your squadrons to be close enough to your ships to where they have to make a decision do I shoot your ship or your squadrons? Mm-hmm. You know? Because if they can only shoot your squadrons, they're going to do that... Why, not, every, every time, yeah. like, why wouldn't they? You don't want your squadrons. To... You're, You're not going want to them to make a decision. Yeah. So I really like this new match stick. Again, same with Anakin. He's obviously worse. That's not what we're talking about. But that's what needed to happen because his ability was fucking nonsense, and he was too cheap. Sixteen points.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. He's not overcosted. He's not undercosted. Could they have put more points on there and people still take him? Absolutely. But I'm the, not going to uh, complain about this. I I,
1: I think. He's the same price as Kickback. Kickback has a cool ability.
0: I think it's fine. I think it's really hard to not, like, look at these point adjustments in context of what the cards were before. And you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I, and I wonder if there was difficulties in, like, the design aspect of this. Mm. It, you know, because the, there, there's humans, you know, making these decisions. And I wonder if they had that same difficulty. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: certainly something that I'm sure was considered. And, yeah. Thought. This is just a thought, but I I like the way that Matchstick is now and yeah and, and old Matchstick was just too fucking fiddly. You, you just, just too much positioning of the squadrons to try and make it. Pr- it took too long. It and was I've no always said I
0: I wish that the squadron aspect was a little bit cleaner because I don't like when you know you have like twelve of them to move and it does bog down the game a little bit. Yeah.
1: I think it's significantly better with all the ace restrictions they put in. Yeah. Like only having four aces.
0: Holy. Shit, the and difference... in there, like, spending an hour list building just dude, on that one before aspect. Before, it, it would be, like,
1: Sloan with, like, 8 aces or yeah. 11 aces or something. It was fucking ridiculous. They all had abilities. Now it's, like, 4. four only 4. I I like that change, like, way better. But, um... Flak attacks matter now. <laughs> Flak attacks matter now. Because before, you just wouldn't do it because it would just oh, be, yeah, like so got 11 by. scatter aces Why I mm. waste my shot. Oh, also, one thing I want to talk about real quick. Tell me. Atomic Mass Games, I I really am annoyed with them a lot because obviously these were play tested. You can just see it based on the changes to the abilities and the the verbiage and the way these are constructed. This was play tested, okay. obviously. We know this. You you can't keep saying that Armada is not getting worked on. You just can't. It's not true. It's disingenuous, and like, if if someone is asking you, hey, is Armada being worked on, and you say, we've got nothing in development, now now after this point, you are just lying, and you need to stop doing that, because this shows it's being worked on. This wasn't like one AMG dev, just, oh, I'll fix it real quick, type, 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 type. changes, bloom, we're going to say we're not working on it anymore. At least we hope not. <laughs> yeah, like... You just can't say that anymore. It's, it's outrageous. It's unfair to say that.
0: What would be the motive to be I disingenuous think, I think about what this? they
1: mean is that they're not working on plastic product. Okay. Which, at this point, I don't know if that's true anymore. But again, why would they be anything other than well, there's a lot. happy to share that information? The way I understand it is that they don't want to make any promises for any future product because obviously there can be timeline changes they could just not they could just choose not to do something and then now they're on the back foot of
0: saying oh well we did, were working on something we yeah.
1: never said we were working on something so now there's no repercussions yeah um, but now it's like you are clearly working on the game don't say that shit anymore say yes we are working on armada but plastic product very is, limited capacity is, or... is like plastic product is just not something that we're focusing on right now. That's fine. or you could just do your fucking job and work on the fucking game. If I see another fucking painting stream, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> you shouldn't be painting do your job and make the game please not please. <laughs> At this point, fuck off and do your job and make this game.
0: okay? So that we can give you our money.
1: Yeah, because I can't spend money on this, okay? You you know what I do when these come out? I spend money on other shit. Because I don't have to buy this. Alright, I go to Staples and I spend $3 and I get this printed in color. So what are you doing? Giving staples money. <laughs> I'm giving staples money. You guys don't get shit because you're you're doing a, another fucking painting string. A slim
0: little card pack just like you get for like, you know, Pokemon or like. Magic. Yeah, just do a fucking booster pack. It's not that I'm, hard. I would buy booster
1: packs. Just just do it. Made to order, ship it right to my house. You don't need to put it on the fucking store shelves. Do I have to do this for you? Figure it out. No oh, man. Dude, it's so annoying. Um, I'm fucking... I signed up to their Discord and all the messages I get are how they're redoing the core set for Crisis Protocol or they're doing a painting stream. Fucking outrageous. And then you're saying we're not working on Armada. Go fuck yourself.
0: And then you fix the game for us. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, just at least stop saying you're not working on the game because that'll make me fucking lose it.
0: But also, we love you. Please make sure. <laughs> I
1: don't love Atomic Mask games. I have a tenuous and strained relationship with Atomic Mask games. They did their fucking job. God damn. Anyway, I really like a lot of these changes. And uh, I'm excited to play with them.
0: I agree. Overall, big thumbs up. So, I don't know. Once again, thank you for listening to the Brace for Impact podcast. You can check out our battle reports and other video content on our YouTube channel. And if you would like, you can support future content and get early access to videos and podcasts on our Patreon. See you next time.
1: I got pretty mad at the end there. You did. Yeah, that's fucking annoying.